Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I am super excited about my conversation today with my guest, Carmen. She is a holistic life coach, a speaker, podcast host, and former corporate executive, just like I am. And Carmen takes these complex ideas, thoughts, and strategies and breaks them down into these simple, actionable steps that can easily be implemented and sustained, which you know I love a good system. And Carmen's purpose is to give and receive love and to crack people open to the same in their lives by creating the most beautiful, magical ripple effect in the world. And I'm excited to have her on the show because she is all about showing the world how good life truly can be. Carmen, thank you so much. I'm very excited to chat with you because I think we have very similar philosophies on life and work. We do. And I'm so excited to be here. In fact, prior to our time together, I was really just thinking about the word bold. And I love that you have that in your podcast title. And that's what you talk about. And I'm really big on like wordsmithing. And so I'll take words and I'll look up different forms of like definitions for them. And so I thought I'd share that just to kick things off because I thought it was really fun. When people think of bold, they think just like out there, you know, really out there, just going for it. And so to just write it down and say bold is a person showing an ability to take risks confidently that requires courageous execution. Mm, Yeah. Doesn't that feel so good like to say and to think about? And interestingly enough, last year, I heard that over and over again. Like Spirit was telling me, Carmen, you need to speak up. You need to use your voice more. You need to be bold. And so I think it was just like such a divine connection that we have that now I'm on your podcast. You talk about being bold and so many of the principles that you talk about and share with your community. I, I can echo those 100%. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And you know, you bring up the word bold and I love that you brought it up because when I first started in my business, uh, kind of reframing what I was going to do, I've worked with a lot of people who have goals. And what I was noticing was this trend of people setting goals that were attainable. They were like, oh, well, this year I could get a promotion. Let's just do that. And it's like, yeah, that's easy. You're already on track for that. And so I really started challenging my clients to be bold. Like, what do you really, really want? Even though it may sound totally unattainable, Mm -hmm. totally impossible. And that's how the word bold came into my business and my life, because I had so many clients that were playing it safe or just going through the motions of things when they truly had something on their heart that they wouldn't even share because it was just impossible or too far away. Right. And we've probably both experienced that in our own lives too. I know that I've experienced that. I experienced that with my clients as well. It's something we talk about um, in Flow Academy too. And for people to realize that that, that's normal, that Mm -hmm. you can put something up 
that you know you can be good at. For a long time, I would never allow myself to be great or exceptional or really bold because I would only say yes to things that I knew I was good at. I only said yes to things where I could get the shiny gold star, where I could get the acknowledgement and not the scary, risky things that actually pushed me into growth, that actually could propel me to be a catalyst to really help and serve others. It was just staying at the same level, even though, like you said, I was making a goal list, but really it was just a to-do list because I knew that I could already do them. So I think that people can relate with that so much. I, I know that I, I know that I can too. And for me, it was really about not recognizing and not slowing down about the limiting beliefs that oftentimes were just not in my conscious, right? Yeah. So I would say no, and there would be an excuse that seemed reasonable for why I wasn't going to be doing it. But really underneath that, it was just that it was an excuse mm-hmm. because it was fear of, what if I fail? What if people are going to, what if, What are people going to say? What are people going to think? And so once you push past that, not having to have all the answers and you try it out, that's when you almost get like addicted to the uncertainty and yeah. the going for big, bold, audacious dreams and goals, because you actually know that some of them, you're probably not going to hit the way that you had anticipated, but you'll hit it in a different way. And it'll yeah. be even better and even more beautiful. You know, you bring up this concept that, uh, you know, I know a lot of women, myself included, have struggled with is, you know, we grow up with those star charts, at least I did in school, like you got to get the gold star Mm -hmm. and you're supposed to be an expert at everything. And when you really break that down, it turns into accepting things that you know you're going to be good at, that you know you can shine at. But it steers you away from that learning and growth mindset because you end up only taking on the things that you know you're going to get that gold star for. But in reality, everybody starts as a beginner. And when we allow ourselves to not be the expert, we actually may find something that we are better at and can excel at and share with the world. Mm -hmm. But we have to take that step back from being the expert to being the learner to do that. Mm, yeah, I love that so much. It's something I, I talk about a lot. I work primarily with leaders, entrepreneurs, and coaches. And so mm-hmm. something I talk a lot of is, is the idea of self-mastery. Mm-hmm. Because normally what happens is once we get into a leader entrepreneurial position where we're in charge of things, we're really focused outwardly on results yeah. and our teams and our goals. And so then we get to this spot where we've achieved a level of success. Most of the time it's good. And it looks good on the outside, but we're still feeling that internal like struggle on the inside, that incongruency. And it's primarily Mm -hmm. because we haven't flipped the mirror back on ourselves for self-mastery, which goes back to what you said. And one of the key points is being able to acknowledge what you're not good at and also acknowledging that it's okay. You don't have to know everything. Yeah. But following it up with the ability to ask for help and look for guides and look for mentors that can help you along the path, or you're always going to stay at that good level, which is your Mm -hmm. to-do list of things that you know that you can hit for, for your gold star, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And you know, what's really interesting, you know, I've worked with a lot of teams like you have. And one of the things that happened to me in my career, which was the most bizarre conversation I ever had with a boss, but he came in my office and he's like, I want you to be the director of financial aid. And I was like, uh, I don't know anything about financial aid. And he goes, that's why you'll be perfect. Head on over there. The team is waiting. And it, it was so surreal. But what I learned is that we had a really good financial aid department. But because I was new and didn't know anything about financial aid, I was able to ask the right questions to take us from good to exceptional because they were good. They were doing all the things, but they couldn't see some of the holes that they had in their process because they were comfortable and they were hanging out and they didn't have somebody who didn't understand it at all to say, now, why do we do this? How can we spend this much time doing this? Is this really effective? Oh, and then they started to think differently. Yeah. What a gift you were to them. It was just like what you were talking about is having a beginner's mindset and seeing with fresh eyes. So what if like practical application for everybody, we could wake up each day and just like ask for guidance to have a beginner's mindset to see with fresh eyes. What can I discover today? Even if it's something about maybe a relationship with your significant other or friend or family member you've had for a long time. And maybe there's some like tension there. Instead of having that tension, you could say like, what can I discover new about this person? Have a beginner's mindset in your relationship too. I mean, it, it goes further than just business, but I, I think that that, I think that that's so beautiful and we can apply that in so many, in so many different ways. And it's really easy to just keep going with the same path that we've always done. You know, have you talked very much about the idea of languishing I have um, not on, on your podcast. Yeah, I have not. I, it's a great yeah. topic to explore. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it might be kind of fun with what we're talking about here. It's almost that feeling of just like meh, right? Yeah. So it's like in between, like nothing's wrong, but nothing's great. And I yeah. think we often get into this space where we are good because mm-hmm. we're achieving things and it's good, but we're not being challenged at all. And really in order to have a like really fulfilling life, we need to have that little bit of challenge and good pressure, not the kind of pressure where we're overanalyzing or being Mm. critical of ourselves, but languishing is just where we hang out in the meh and you can't really put your finger on like what's wrong or what's right. And um, it wasn't until a few years ago that I heard about this, but I know when I left my corporate job, it was like one day I was just really super upset, like crying. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was the one that didn't cry. I held it all together. I was the strong one. Everybody came to me and I came home to my husband that night and he just said, what's wrong. And in that moment, I realized I wasn't allowing myself to feel, to think I was just meh, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. like there was, there was no extreme highs and celebrations, but there was no lows either. And you have to have both in order to be able to really experience life. And so that idea of languishing, if anyone's just feeling meh, it's like, what can you do to shake things up? And I think seeing with fresh eyes and discovering something new each day and having a beginner's mindset are a few things that you can do to get curious about what else you can do in your life to kind of get out of that stage. Yeah. And I think COVID had an impact on that 
a lot. I think people Mm -hmm. really took a look at their life or maybe didn't and now are still stuck in the old box or not sure kind of where to go. And I think that has caused a lot of people to feel my like, I just don't know where to go with my life. So how do you suggest that they start by really addressing that? Mm, That's such a great question. Number one thing I would do is create space to sit in like contemplation and Mm -hmm. ask yourself some, some better questions. Let's see a good question around that would be just asking, what am I currently tolerating? Mm-hmm. because do we want to be living and experience and experiencing our life or do we want to just be tolerating it and so uh, if we answer that question honestly we can really look at those areas where we're just tolerating things and decide mm-hmm. is this no longer for me or maybe I need to turn the mirror back on myself maybe I'm actually not giving a hundred percent in whatever this is and that I'm just tolerating so maybe I need to step my game up so that yeah. would be the first thing is, is really sitting in contemplation because sometimes we just keep doing things even though they're not meant for us anymore. Yeah. The other thing is just asking yourself, you want to you want to bring some excitement in. What are some things that I've always wanted to try or get curious about? And what I want people to know about passion and curiosity is that it doesn't always have to be the thing that you make money from, right? Mm-hmm. You could do something for fun and not like produce in a, in results for it, right? It could just be an enjoyment in your life. So try out one of those things. I know some, I live in Miami Beach and one of the things I really want to try here is they have like this um, like Cirque, like Cirque du Soleil, right? Kind of theme. Yeah. Um, they have adult tumbling and like adult stretching and contortion class. And it just looks really, really fun. And so trying something like that, even though it's an activity, it's not producing like say an end result or monetary compensation, but what it's going to do is that it's going to give you those good hormones in your body. So your, your thinking, your energy is all going to be up leveled. And so you're going to be more likely to then work towards bigger goals, work towards bigger dreams, be more motivated because Mm -hmm. people always think like, um, oh, they'll look at me or you and go like, oh, you're so motivated. It's like, no, actually we're just the same as you. We just take action and motivation is a byproduct of action. So whether the action is towards a big dream or goal or something fun to produce those feel-good hormones in your body that will then help you take more inspired action in your life, I think those are some just easy ways without having to like figure it out or be all certain. Mm -hmm. Just try it. Yeah. And you know what's really cool about that is some of the most unique solutions that I've found for problems actually have come from things that were totally unrelated to my Mm -hmm. industry. I remember I took one year, I set themes instead of resolutions. And one year my theme was creativity. And so I was going to do all these things to be more creative. And I took this pottery class and the guy was talking about how to shape the pottery And I realized it was like the most profound way to train my team on how to help people go from one place to another in in one of the processes that we were working on. And I never would have discovered that had I not taken a pottery class, which Mm -hmm. is super cool. And then that became my analogy forever. But Mm -hmm. um, you never know what you'll discover. 
Yeah, I, I think all too often, many of us get stuck in that, mm -hmm. that hustle, go, 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 always have to be doing mentality, yeah. or what some people might know as like, um, pushing, controlling, white knuckling, like that, the masculine mm -hmm. energy. And what you just described was relaxing, being grounded mm -hmm. into your body, not being mm -hmm. in that constant fight or flight state in your sympathetic nervous system and relaxing into your feminine energy, which is the place of mm -hmm. um, authenticity, creativity, guidance mm -hmm. without having to like white knuckle or figure it out. It just comes through, but it doesn't come through if we don't allow it. Yeah. And so doing things like that really allows those things to come through. And people don't have to take a pottery class. I suggest walking outside in nature. Nature mm -hmm. connects and grounds you so deeply. I mean, granted, take a pottery class because it sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, but nature, fun. Yeah, nature connects you so deeply. And don't, I mean, this is a great podcast. Mine's great. All of them are great. But don't listen to a podcast or music. Just be out there and see what comes up the most amazing thoughts will come through and, and don't question them. You know, we work a lot with uh, like intuition and inner knowing and that sort of thing. And so a little tip is that your ego self, so your fear-based self is really vague, but your intuition mm. and inner knowing is specific. And it's also going to be short and it's not going to overanalyze things. So you might miss oh. it. So you want to listen a little bit louder to those little short hits that you get even if they don't make sense, because you're never going to get all the information at one time. And then just try it out and see what happens. Hello, Bold Gold Crushers. Are you looking for ways to drive leads to your business? Has your website not been touched in a year or two, maybe more? Are you seeking new ways to market your business or your nonprofit? Then I think I might be able to help. My name's Anne McCauley Lopez with Agency Content Writer. I partner with small businesses and nonprofits to offer relevant keyword-based content that drives traffic from your target audience to your website and ultimately drives leads to your business or nonprofit. If you're interested in partnering with me, I would love to chat with you. You can find me online at agencycontentwriter.com and on Instagram and LinkedIn. I look forward to working with you and helping you crush your goals. You know, what's really interesting that you brought up is that there's an author, I'll think of the book, but she talks about how she got this little thought and it wasn't very loud, but it was a little thought about a character in a specific place in Paris and she wrote it in a notebook, but that's as far as it went. And then two years later, she went to a conference and she's sitting and this author describes this character and this cafe, like almost exactly to what she wrote in the notebook. And she said, basically, you know, the universe gave me, she used the word universe, but she's like, the universe gave me this idea and I didn't do anything with it. And then it gave it to somebody else. And it was a very different book because of the creation. But she mm -hmm. showed the author what she wrote. And the character in the opening scene had almost the exact same outfit on what she wrote. And I just thought mm -hmm. that was so cool. Yeah, I think that is really neat. I want to say, was that Brene Brown? It might have been, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm trying to remember some of her books. But 
Yeah, interestingly enough, that same thing's happened to me. Um, I also host like retreats. Oh, Big like, Magic. It was called Big Magic. Yeah, 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 Big Magic. There we go. Yeah. That's what it was. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm trying to remember what it was. I know that I know yeah. that I've, I've read that before. So yeah, um, that same thing happened to me. I host retreats and events. And when I first started, I was doing it really small in my fear, you know, fear-based ego self and like was really scared to like take the risk. I was not being bold. I was like, okay, I can like partner with this yoga place for free, right? No bold action taking. It was just all comfort. Um, And I had named it something. And a number of years later, I actually have connected with another woman that it's the exact same name. And it is just like a a huge, huge event now every year. And it's just so fun to see. But I don't want people to get scared by that. Because what I know, um, and what the author we're talking about knows is that what's meant for you will not pass you. Yes. And so just yes. because you didn't take advantage of that, you can see someone else doing it and they're paving a way, showing you what's possible. And because you can see it, that same gifting is within you. So now yeah. it's your turn to take action on your next small, subtle little, you know, word that you get or guidance that you get. Yeah. And I love that you share that it's subtle because I think so many times we question it. Because we're like, oh, if I was meant to do that, it sh- it should have been louder. It should have been more in my face. It should be something I can't forget about. But it's not. It's subtle. Yeah, it's not. And sometimes, um, like people hear intuition or their inner knowing a little bit differently. Sometimes it's a thought that comes in that's really short. Sometimes you see something. Maybe if you're doing a meditation, um, or sometimes it's just a feeling. Like you get this feeling in your body and you're like, oh, what is that? But again, if you're not present in the moment and available to it, if you're off doing all these other things, you're not going to be able to feel that, that, that energy, right? So it's like, okay, I want to feel more into this feeling that I'm getting. Whenever I do this thing, I get this, this energy. Mm -hmm. So there has to be something here. And just diving into uncertainty, like I said before, is just like it becomes addicting because you can start collecting evidence that when you listen to your inner knowing, it works. And I highly recommend writing it down like in a journal or something. So those times when you get the hit and you question it, you can go back to the proof that you've written down that the times when you listen to the little hit, that energy the vision, the little knowing, the little note, the little thought that it actually worked. And so it's going to keep building belief instead of only having half belief. Yeah. And I think one of the things you talked about was being quiet, getting quiet, getting somewhere where you are able to clear your mind. What are the things that you do that you've built into your routine that allow you to have this space? Yes. So I've been on this journey of doing less to experience more is what I like to call it. Say that one more time. Say that again. That's (laughs) cool. Yeah. Do less, experience more, but Mm. it's doing less of the things that don't matter. Most of the time we're focused on things that don't matter and we're we're missing out on the things that do matter and we're feeling so overwhelmed, but it's not because Mm. we have too much on our list. It's because we're not clear on what we want. And so we're trying to be everything for everyone all the time. Mm. And it's exhausting. And I think everyone can say, yes, I've been there or I'm there right now. So what are the things that I do to create space? Now, I have a really strong morning ritual. I like to call it a ritual instead of a routine, because when I first started, 
I read the book. Um, I think it's like Morning Miracle. Hal Elrod had mm-hmm. a book and it was like, okay, drink the water, move your body, meditate, journal, and read every morning. That's what successful people do, right? And so check, 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 check. I would do it, but I wasn't fully present. I wasn't being intentional. I wasn't yeah. going to be available to get any inner guidance or anything because I wasn't actually in my body. So I took a step back and was like, what are the things that actually make a difference for me that I can do? And so it all starts with an intention. And I listened to one of your last podcasts and you talked a lot about having an intention. Maybe it was your vision one. Yeah. Um, and so I set the intention that I never want to rush. Mm. So it's like, okay, how do I reverse engineer that? And what rituals do I need to incorporate in my day? First of all, every day has white space. What white space is, is my calendar is not blocked off back to back to back. There's at least an hour in between appointments. And if people are saying, oh, I can't do that. Okay. Give me 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is something's going to go over or there's going to be an emergency and you're not going to have capacity to take care of it. But if you pre-plan and have the white space, you're never going to be rushing. You'll be able to do that. The second thing is I give myself a couple hours in the morning. I do get up early, just naturally. Um, I get sunlight the first 20 minutes, drink water. I brush and floss my teeth. I rub coconut oil over my body, saying positive things. Um, I journal, meditate, do my prayers and devotionals. I go on a God walk and I work out. (laughs) So these are all the things that I do in the morning so that when I show up for my opportunity Mm -hmm. to serve for podcasts like you with Sarah, like um, I'm I'm here, I'm available, I'm present. Um, I can show up as my highest and best. And then in the evening, I have a ritual called the transition ritual, where I transition from my work environment to my home environment, which is really important because Mm -hmm. oftentimes we're like still half in one and half in the other. And so we don't want to do that. We want to be fully present and available for the people that we say matter the most, right? So my thing, I live in Miami Beach. So I go on another walk to clear my mind, um, voice note anything that I need for the next day. And so it's not in my head anymore. And then I'm available for my husband in the evening. I love it. And I think I like the way you talk about it as a ritual rather than a routine. I think so many people get into checking off those boxes. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I did the walk. I did the exercise. I listened to whatever, but they, they don't really experience in the moment. It's like the path to the next Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I always talk about my client who wasn't moving forward on her goals and every week I'd ask her what she did. And she would tell me that she cleaned. One of the things was she cleaned her oven. So it became my big joke because I'm like, you must have the cleanest oven on the planet, but it was an avoidance thing. But at least Mm -hmm. at the end of the week, she felt that she could feel better because Mm -hmm. she checked a bunch of stuff off the list. Mm -hmm. But going back to what you said, doing less so you can experience more Mm -hmm. at the end of her life. She didn't want to say, I clean my oven every week. Right. Yeah. And if people are like, how do I know the difference? How I like to define a ritual is a moment where you can be present, like the very moment you're in the most important moment, and you're using as many of your five senses as possible. Ooh, I love that. Okay. So if you get like, let's say you've been having a great day and something triggers you and kind of knocks you out. That happens to all of us, right? Like we move from higher vibrational energy to lower vibrational energy. And we want to get back because I mean, life should really about be about feeling good every day. So something that you can do is sit, sit your feet flat on the floor, 
spine, neck, and head straight. Take a couple deep breaths in and then look for something you can see, something you can smell, taste, touch, and hear. And what that's doing, it's a somatic experience. So basically it's getting out of our overthinking head and then back into our body. And so that right there could be a ritual that people could use in order to get out of that more frantic state that we get in sometimes um, and just get back to that calm, relaxed inner peace state. Yeah. And I think so many people think that when they develop these habits or rituals that it's going to take a lot of time. What you just Mm -hmm. described is 60 seconds. You know, it could be longer, but it's not... It's not a lot of time. It's something that you can do very quickly to recenter. Yeah. And often we hear something like this. We hear all these good ideas and we're constantly consuming, but we, we shut ourselves off from growth because we go, oh, I've heard that before. I already know. Mm-hmm. But the real caveat to that is most people have a lot of information that they do nothing with. So there is no growth opportunity because they're saying, I already know, but they yeah. haven't thought about okay, that ritual Carmen just said about the deep breaths and using your senses for less than a minute, could I get curious about that? Could I implement that this week and see how it works for me? And then could I integrate it into my life sustainably so it could be a ritual that actually helps me feel good each day? And so again, you get curious, you commit to implementing it, and then you integrate it in a way that works for you, which could be a little bit differently than how I explained. But if people just follow that path with some of these things that they're learning, we're not going to feel so overwhelmed with all the, I should be doing this. I need to try this. I want to try this. And it's just like this never ending cycle of wanting more Mm -hmm. and which ultimately makes us feel like we're never good enough like, okay, like get curious about stuff and start trying it out and see how it works for you. And then when it works for you, then you can be the one to tell somebody else and show the world how, you know, how great life truly is. Yeah, I love it. Now you've shared a lot of great information. If somebody was interested in connecting or working with you, what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, the best way is probably on Instagram. So I'm at Carmen Oling. Shoot me a DM. I answer them all. I would love to hear if you try out that ritual that I shared. I also have a really fun superpower quiz that we created. We combined the best of emotional intelligence, human design, and the Enneagram to come up with your superpower. And so people can take that for free. They can text me at 503-386-386. 2981. Just text me the word superpower. It's like a three minute quiz. And then I'll email you right back your superpower, which not only tells you all the great things about it, but also on the flip side, kind of what to watch out for as maybe something that could go down a rabbit hole with your superpower too. So both ends of the coin. It's a really fun quiz. Oh, I love it. And then what could people expect if they do end up working with you? What, what do they get? Yeah, I love that. Um, So I love how said in my bio that I take complex strategies and I just simplify them in order to design a life that the individual truly loves and that they start living it. So the number one thing that I get told after I work with one-on-one coaching or someone comes to me in my holistic life coaching academy, which is called Flow Academy, um, is that Carmen, I never knew this was possible for my life. Thank you. 
And it's really nothing that I did. It's just what we co-created together. I, I helped them, I guided them, and they were really just able to discover what it is that they want by gaining clarity so that they could get curious and try things out and then have the confidence to step out and enjoy their life in a free way. Yeah, I love it. I think so many times in life we're going through the motions or following the roadmap that maybe is not mm -hmm. our roadmap. And yep. so I think it's so important to get really clear on what's authentic for you and what the next steps are, because often that takes a big shift. Mm -hmm. It does. And we mm -hmm. all need help sometimes. I mean, I still hire coaches and mentors for everything. Right now I have um, a health coach, even though I'm a certified holistic nutritionist too. Um, mm -hmm. And I have a speaking coach as well. Because if you want to get exceptional, so if you want to go from meh, from mm -hmm. mediocre, from good to great and really achieve your bold, big goals and dreams, like you do, you have to have someone in your corner because we can't see our own blind spots. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the coaching that I do. I'm not a cheerleader. Like I'm a guide and I'm, mm -hmm. we're going to uncover some great things for you, but also I'm going to be there to support you, but also call you on your BS. And then yeah. I teach others to do that same thing too. So if they want to become a holistic life coach, that's what I do in my academy as well. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Carmen. I know that you brought some great value for our listeners. And as you mentioned, we are very aligned in our philosophy mm -hmm. in work and life because it's not all about working 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. I agree. So thank you for having this platform and this podcast and what you bring to the world. I appreciate you, Sarah. Oh, thanks. All right, Bold Goal Crushers. It's time to crush your goals and everything that gets in the way because you do not have to work double time. So let's get to it. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word GOAL to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word GOAL. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.